From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I always remember that the political whores in charge of things, it's always about the money. Self-aggrandizing, self-enriching, phony altruists selling this Soviet system of failure and feudalism always enrich themselves. And we're going to get to the 19 scum Republicans, including old lady face Mitch McConnell, who must be thrown out of office and every single one of those traitors. And the reason that I am very uncomfortable uttering even the word conservatism, which means absolutely nothing, time in and time out, by those who wave the conservative flag. But we're going to get to that, because this is not only the fastest-growing drive-time show, but it is the fastest-growing drive-time show in Chicago. So this is about Chicago. So I am going to focus on our little mayor who represents the Lollipop Guild, and though she dresses like a detective from 1943, she is truly a fraud, day-to-day fraud, a low-life, self-enriching, self-aggrandizing scumbag, who even in the time of failure that she cannot deny, and absolute evidence that the bulk of the people that are our police force loathe her because they recognize what she is. She is somebody representing the scourge of the city that is destroying the city. She is someone more interested in protecting the perpetrator than the victim. Like all of the rest of the phony altruists who are nothing more than two-bit gangsters. That's all Lori Lightfoot is. She just dresses the part. The reality is she is a, a, a liar that would... Make a Western Avenue car salesman blush is what Lori Lightfoot is. No offense to you, car salesman. I just bought a car. George, could you turn this up for me, Macbeth, you handsome devil? I can barely hear it. All right, we got to uh, get a little technical issue here. Little Lori Lightfoot in this clip is going to blame the officers that turned their back on her. She then is going to make a claim of a respect issue. And when you hear this clip, I want you to remember who Lori Lightfoot is. When Donald Trump offered to send help to the city that was falling into chaos and murder and mayhem, which, by the way, has continued to climb since he offered the help. She said, I have two words for you. You remember that? This is the same Lori Lightfoot who, although putting hairdressers across the city and and with confidence out of work, made sure to keep hers employed at the same time during a lockdown. Now you're going to be lectured by this four-foot-eight gangster dressed like a man. You know, and I absolutely realize this is a budget speech. No amount of money for the police department is going to bring back Officer Ella French, Mm -hmm. but could you address what happened Saturday night and the officers who turned their backs on you? So um, here's what I'll say about that. By all accounts, um, Ella French 
was an incredible person. Extraordinarily hardworking um, and a great colleague. She exhibited... It's not working? All right. Well, it's going to be a little different, but I'll just tell you what she says. You'd rather hear me than that phony, angry, fake voice she has anyway. She goes on to backhanded compliment Ella French. And then she goes on to make a condescending reference to the policemen who turned their back on her. Because in her mind, they are childish and disrespectful rather than they were polite in their contempt for a woman who has worked since the day she was elected to take away law and order in a city that was already falling into absolute mayhem due to the fact of her policies and Democrat policies prior to her administration. Although they're all the same. It's all the same. They are the architects of these areas, of these ghettos, of this mayhem. Her her cohort... Fox has worked to make it so that perpetrators have a revolving door. They've lowered bonds. They've raised the amount in which people can steal on a daily basis. This is all a direct slap in the face to every Chicago policeman and every law-abiding citizen. She has made it so that the gangs and the criminals and the drug dealers and the drug addicts and the scumbags all around have far more power than the very people that have taken on the oath and the job to protect us at each and every step, making it more difficult for them, creating more victims, and strengthening the position of the scourge, like the two scum. Although one pulled the trigger, the other one's a scum, the mother's a scum. This is a genetic scum family that killed a wonderful person. And when asked about turning on the back, can can we hear it, George, if I play it? I can hear it in my ear. Can Can the audience hear it? So we can't play any clips, Macbeth? All right. We're working. To, we are efforting to get the clips working. But the reality and, and, and the disgrace is to be lectured to by these very people who rather than admit the areas that they've created are done by their philosophies are going to lecture you in your reaction and your disgust to their failure, to their corruption, to their incompetence. So there is no peaceful way to protest this little tyrant, this fraud of a person that in each and every corner feels confident to work against the people, the law-abiding people, and those officers, the police officers, that are sworn and assigned and gladly go to work to protect us. This is how a society collapses. It doesn't collapse by people knowingly giving up freedom and giving up liberty. It collapses because you strengthen those who work to undermine it. It collapses in every Democrat hub, in every Democrat city, because of the philosophy of the Democrat. That is something that, for some reason, we're having a hard time communicating to generations behind us, and those people still foolish enough to vote for the frauds like Lori Lightfoot and the Democrats of that philosophy. And it's the same reason that we have now exported this philosophy to the rest of the nation. It is the same reason we are meandering in failure. And there is no light at the end of the tunnel. Because simultaneously with this, we have the type of Republicans like we have in Illinois. Feckless, useless, 
constantly taking the opportunity to backstab those of us who are fighting for the righteousness and the principles in Americanism. Each and every time, it's the same story. To me, this is the ultimate insult to the police of Chicago. And, you know, the, the time this has happened, these are the police that have probably begrudgingly, I don't know, I can't speak for any of them, but how many does she take up when there is a turmoil, when there is an incident? How many police does she drag off of the streets that are supposed to protect people to circle her house and quarantine her block from criminals? This is what happens in these societies. They become gods among us. That is why they sell it. Not only that, I believe she's still getting $400,000 from her law firm every year. That's a nice little tip, isn't it? And in the meantime, where's the inquiry? You know, in this, in this bill that passed, they've got all these new bureaus. They strengthen all these new bureaus. Have they, have they created a, a bureau to oversee the corruption in the waste, fraud, and abuse of the spending of our money? Otherwise, are they just going to relinquish the fact that America is going to turn into the city of Chicago? That's why I fight so vehemently hard against it. We all know what Chicago is. It's beyond saving. It's over with. The people like it this way. They're comfortable with it. The pseudo-intellectual self-loathing, I guess people with jobs, have collaborated with the tyrants we call politicians, and they are fully willing to surrender their, their safety, their wealth, and their future to the policies of the Democrats in Chicago, the mafia, as I call it. All right, I'm going to try it one more time before we go to break, and then I'm going to go to break. Can you hear the clip? All right. We're going to effort to get fix this, and we're going to take your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. I'll just tell you all the clips when I get back. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. I think when the Republicans accepted the idea that there was one rule for Democrats and another rule for Republicans, and they became very comfortable with accepting the idea that as long as they were in on the scam, they were willing to let it go ahead. You have the position we're in today. I believe that that philosophy was tested out in Chicago. It not only is the nucleus of the Democrat Marxist mafia hub, it is the future of America, and it's a sickening display. And that's why we have a special window into it. And the window is, no matter how much the failure, no matter how obvious the fraud, you're just going to have to put mustard on it and eat it. And I'm never going to be good at this because I remember who Lori Lightfoot is. She designated herself as a triple threat so that she could be beyond reproach, so that she could come out and tell the president of the United States, F you, which is what she was saying to Trump, so that she could come out and tell the people of Chicago, F you, as she went and got her hair done and lived life normally during the time it was all shut down, as her and her handsome girlfriend, Dr. Dryheave Eduardo, Awardi, whatever, as she lectured us on how to raise kids, the whole time having to borrow them when she wanted to use them as props, as she did yesterday with her little nephew. My sympathies to that poor kid. Probably doesn't know what a good-looking woman looks like. The reality is it's just despicable. It's just disgusting, and it's unacceptable. Joe and, uh, or I'm sorry, John and Schomburg, excuse me. Hey, uh, yeah, okay. Um, let me see. Yeah, Lori Lightfoot, yeah, she's something else. 
very professional. Uh, you and your listeners are never. Mike in South Suburbs. They're such scum. They really are scum. Hey. Here's a guy. Hold on, Mike. One second. This is a guy that calls and he gives everybody a different name. This is a guy who wallows in the ghetto of Chicago, who lives in the scum that's created by the politicians, and he's calls up proud as a peacock to defend himself as a Chicago Democrat. If he had one monochrome of common sense, he would be ashamed to utter his allegiance to a party that treats him like he is a walking moron and a useful idiot. And that's why that step and fetch will vote for Lori Lightfoot. He will vote for any Democrat up there. If they could bring back Stalin, he'd still vote for him because he is the useful scum that has voted for these tiny tyrants that have ruined a once great city and a great state. And now they're working on the country. Go ahead, Mike. Yes, you know, Sean, you know, with all of the murders going on in Chicago every week, they never know who are the shooters were. But now we know who the shooters were. And all the systemic racist disciples, okay, they will, they will keep the memory of George Floyd alive forever. And Ella French is a footnote. George Flight. And she will be George, forgotten. George and Floyd. she will be forgotten. George Flight was a scumbag by every measure. A scumbag by every measure. Still a victim. And still killed. But up until he was killed, would you want him to come over to a family party? Would you be proud to know George Floyd prior to him getting killed by a cop? He he himself is another useful idiot. And they're going to use him. And they're going to drive this wedge. And then when they get caught in their failure or their corruption, they're going to blame you. You see, that's how this works. And it does work. Because, Mike, how else could you explain the city of Chicago? where they are wallowing in disgust, in failure, in mayhem, and yet they're still proud to be Democrats. They are truly uh, well, useful I, I, I think you hit it on the head. You know, uh, those people who are benefited by the, benefiting from the status quo will always continue to vote for these jokers. And that's why when they pass the bills, look, they want to give this scumbag who voted for, for Lightfoot they want to give the scumbags who vote for all of the, the Mike Madigans and his entire mafia. They want to give them free college, free housing, walking around money. So they could live like they achieve something in life. And for that, they are willing to go into slavery and to cast themselves to live in the ghettos they built. They're cheap and easy. It's disgraceful. So now what was that, George? Is the board working? All right, we're going to, should we give it a shot with uh, Lori Lightfoot? Well, we might as well ruin everybody's day. I, you know, and I absolutely realize this is a budget speech. No amount of money for the police department is going to bring back Officer Ella French. Mm-hmm. But could you address what happened Saturday night and the officers who turned their backs on you? So um, here's what I'll say about that. By all accounts, um, Ella French was an incredible person. Extraordinarily hardworking um, and a great colleague. She exhibited, I think, all the um, attributes that we really want young people to do. Which is now, this is the part I want you to hear about, because in their world, the way in which you get their approval is if you give up your self-interest and turn yourself over to the society even though that society pays the scum that killed this very girl. This dedication, commitment, hard work, 
service over self. A lot of sacrifice. See, and that's what it takes. If you're going to be a good Soviet, a good Marxist, a good communist, and a good Chicagoan, that's what it takes. Sacrifice. And the people who you're sacrificing for are the very scum that will kill you. How long do we have to pretend that this hasn't failed for 150 years, this philosophy of this phony altruism, which, by the way, the people selling it all live like billionaires, like Lori Lightfoot, carted around, protected. And in the meantime, the step-and-fetch scum Democrats can't vote for her fast enough. It's truly despicable. Mike on the north side. Hey, buddy, thanks for taking that call. First off, I want to say the Sun newspaper, I think it's out of London, reported on Monday the uh, criminal records of these two that killed the police officer and gravely wounded the other. The Tribune and Times treat them like they're angels. Stop buying those rags. Second of all, next week after the Bud Billigan parade, the city's going to shut down again. They had their Boys Town uh, North Mike. Halstead Market days. They had their Pride in the Park. They had their Lollapalooza. And now that the Polish and Germans and Mexicans and Italians have got fest coming up in the next couple months, they're going to close down and shut down the schools again. Mike, would you bet $20 that she loses or 20 that she wins? Oh, geez. If she doesn't win, it's going to be somebody even more incompetent and more communistic than her. All right. These idiots in Chicago will keep voting for the same scum. Yeah, There's two women who respect the police and the firefighters, and the rest of them are scum. Two out of 50. That's about Chicago average. All right, Drago, Lakeshore Drive. She wins, for sure. A lot she of wins, stupid yeah. people. I agree, I agree One thing she I wins. Want to say, uh, this little Nazi running the city of Chicago has pretty much uh, has been comment with... Um, dictators of the countries behind the Iron Curtain. With one big difference, those dictators, they use the police to keep the masses in order. Now, you know, and, Drago, I want to I interrupt you because I want to I sure. specify your point, because most people would be offended when you say Nazis, but the reality is uh, the National Socialist Workers' Party of Germany had the very same philosophy Lori Lightfoot just articulated when trying to give a compliment to Ella French. They were selfless. They sacrificed. They were loyal. And they gave up their time to others. That is the principle of all failed totalitarian societies and their dictators constantly praise those who give up their life for it. It is the same exact thing. My problem, Drago, is... Those kids, like the, the moron from the CPS who called up and wanted to lie about the voice and the step-and-fetch Democrat, he doesn't know what we just said. And by the time he learns it, he'll be pretending he's part of society rather than a barnacle on it. And that's our real problem, Drago. The American people don't understand. You're not insulting her. You're correctly identifying her policies. You're correctly identifying her philosophy. The problem is that's why we should have never ran away from that word, because what she's trying to do, what the Democrats are trying to do, is turn us all into the National that's Socialist it. Worker Party. It's a disgrace, that's Drago. Coming, that's what's coming from the White House, too. Oh. That's exactly right. Thank you for the call, Drago. I'm going to go to uh, uh, this is the other guy here. Here, let's go with Daniel. And go ahead, Daniel. What do you got? Nothing. You're another dummy. Steve and Algonquin. Hey, Sean. How you doing, man? Thanks for taking my call. Love the show. 
Um, can't help but think, man, putting these masks on these kids in school is just uh, to further indoctrinate their future voters. And it's to set take the tone that they're slaves. It's, it's, yeah, it's to the set the tone they're young? slaves. Yes. It's ridiculous. Uh, you know, we put my, my got one starting first grade this year. We took her out of public, put her in private to hope to get away from all this. Prior to this Pritzker mandate, it was vaccines and masks are parents' choice. And now this rolls out, and every kid has to show up next week wearing a mask. Steve, get a group of your friends together, get a family member out of a job, do whatever you have to do, file the paperwork to homeschool your kid, and take her out of the system that is going to treat her and indoctrinate her into servitude, into serfdom, where she is going to have to listen to frauds like the necklace J.B. Pritzker, like the vest-wearing Lori Lightfoot. And before you know it, she'll be supporting the destruction of our own freedom and liberty like the rest of the Democrats. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. Security. Safety. Lately, those words have new meaning. Hi, this is Sean Morrison. My company is Morrison Security. If you use a security company, I want you to think about this. Who's behind that company? Is it a company that is just doing an okay job? How well are they trained? Do you really trust them? The word is security. What's behind Morrison Security? We believe in the Second Amendment and conservative values, and here's why. It's about protection and freedom. Whether you need arm protection or not, you have the right to protect your business, to protect your property, to protect your school, to protect your family. Security. It has never been more important to know who's behind your security company. Is it people just filling a job, or is it a group of people that in their core believes in providing real protection for your schools, business, and employees? Protection for you and your family. At Morrison Security, my name is on the company. You know what's behind Morrison Security. Take a moment. Think about your security services. Good may not be good enough. I welcome the comparison. Morrison Security. We're securing America coast to coast, based right here in Chicagoland. Check us out at MorrisonSecurity.com. That's MorrisonSecurity.com. Business is built on connections. And with Square, you can connect every side of your business with tools that all work together. From your customers and your sales to your staff and your schedules, everything is in sync so you can get a head start on shaping what's to come. See how Square can help connect every side of your business by visiting square.com slash go slash connect. That's square.com slash go slash connect. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents and Doug. Check it out, Lemu, a roadside carnival. Step right up, folks. Test your strength. Come see the fire-breathing baby. <laughs> Let's fan out and tell people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Look, an emu wearing sunglasses. Lemu, you're famous. <laughs> only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. When we get back, I'm going to be talking about the ridiculousness in the drive it like you stole it $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill, also known as a sidecar to tyranny. And we're going to discuss why the first infrastructure bill should have never passed anyway. All right. Now on to the sabotage we will all pay for and will destroy the future and will cause more of what Democrats view as success and the rest of the world views as failure. Conservatism means absolutely nothing. It stands for absolutely nothing. It is the swindle word that is used by political whores, 
looking to get themselves into positions where they can abscond with money. That is what they do. That is what Mitch McConnell is. 19 Republicans voted for what they called an infrastructure bill. Now, the whole time that happens, I want you to remember that during the four years of the Trump administration, an infrastructure bill was not passed. What, what they were able to pass and lift that ceilings and the rest of it really took off during the boondoggle of COVID, where you were told that it was somehow feasible for the government to shut down the economy as if it was a light switch and to mimic the velocity of money by printing it and sending it out with no direct definition of how it would be paid back. And that explains why 20% of all money in circulation was printed in 2020. That alone should astonish you. Now, I understand We've got guys like John in Arizona, who's a Democrat. Go ahead, John. What do you want to talk about? What do you got? Yeah, okay, here we go. So these idiots that are out there don't understand what exactly their philosophy has done to their very own dollar or their children's future. And what they're interested in is being bought off like the two-bit whore they are. They just want free college, and they want free school, and they want free diapers, and they want someone to watch their kid from the time they're two and pick them up when they're 18, and they want to live in this so-called utopia where they could sit on their fat asses and click a channel and feel like a good person. You can't do it. So they're willing to sell their dignity, and they're willing to destroy their kid's future. That's just what they are by definition, as all, as all collectivists and socialists and communists are. It's just the way it is. And that's why it's failed for 150 years. We are the country who implemented something that was relatively new, and it was called individuality. And with it came liberty and freedom, and attached to it, the only economic system that ever worked. And it's the reason the youngest country was the richest country, and that's called capitalism. Politicians understood they had the power to use laws and regulations as extortion tools to destroy it. So they hated the idea that there were arrogant Americans. They hated that little idea when people would say, you know, small business makes up the bulk of all the economy in America, and they don't really need you. So they had to figure out a way to destroy it. And their favorite weapon of COVID came along, and they did it. They printed up 20% new money, and they're trying to make you feel that the economy is strong in the face of their own failure as right now inflation is at a 20-year high. But to Democrats, it doesn't mean anything because they don't pay for rent. They don't pay for food. They don't pay for schooling. And they don't pay for gas because they have nowhere to go. So none of it means anything to the Democrat base. Okay? But even this is starting to lead to a failure where the Biden administration, as I even, it even chokes me to say that, the usurper, usurper in chief, the flaccid fascist, and his propaganda network and liar, Pisaki, are having a hard time answering some very, very basic questions like, why in the world, if everything is so good, would you lean on OPEC to produce more oil? At the same time, you shut down American oil production knowing full well that that's where they'll lose the suburban mothers, that's where they'll lose the never-Trumpers, that's where they'll lose the people who put in their so-called conservatives even, like Mitch McConnell and the other 18 traitors to America. Domestically, that the U.S. would consider to do to incentivize increased production here? Well, I would also note that, um, that uh, 
or NEC director, I should say, sent a letter to the FTC as well, encouraging them to consider looking at available tools to monitor the U.S. gasoline market. As you know, what we've seen, this isn't the first time this has happened, but even as oil prices go down, gas prices take a longer time to come down. Now, gas prices are still uh, aligned with where they were back in 2018. But we but they're not aligned with where they were when you usurped, frauded America on November 3rd. They're not even close to that. In fact, they're significantly higher. And aside from the gasoline prices, that's just one aspect of it. All of the other things that go along with your failures in just energy itself are affecting everything, mainly the prices of consumer price index, which means for those of us not in on the scam, everything we're buying is higher. Everything. And it's a very well-known fact that it's higher. Kyla Posey says she was stunned when she learned about classes segregated by... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. That's the wrong clip. I'm sorry. We're going to have to figure out where that one is. Anyway, it's at a 20-year high. We are at a 20-year high. Year over year, we're at 7.5%. It came out that month over month, we're at 5.5%. Joe Biden had an opportunity to discuss and use the word transitory as they like to do, but he couldn't remember it. So instead, he just came out and simply lied. Good afternoon. Last week, we had good news on job growth. Uh, 943,000 jobs created in July. The seventh largest month of job creation in U.S. history, making the administration the first ever to add 4 million jobs in the first six months in office. The same month, we averaged 400,000 jobless claims per week. Now, if you didn't go to CPS, you could figure out in your head that's 1.6 million that filed for unemployment in the month of July. Yet this number, this Cook number, where they want to say created, they claim is a success at under a million. So for those of you that can do simple, simple math, you understand we're losing. The quicksand is gaining. You're going deeper and deeper into it. The prices that your wife pays, that you pay, at everything from the gas pump to the grocery store, are exponentially higher. Pork alone is up over 48%. Today, I'm pleased to share more good news with the American people. The latest report on consumer price shows prices show that we've expanded some easing. Uh, we, excuse me, the expected easing we thought was going to come has increased that we are we've seen a good monthly report the monthly core consumer price index uh-huh. is down by nearly two-thirds Ooh, down. from its pace over the past three months and when you take out the uh, the goods directly impacted by the pandemic like cars and airplane tickets and month the monthly core consumer price index uh, has is less than two-tenths of one percent but that's not what they're saying on the other side. Tyson Foods is warning customers a price increase is coming as they try to keep up with surging demand and costs. Tyson said it's also struggling to keep up with inflation, saying that costs are rising faster. They can raise their prices, believe it or not. Huh. They already raised pork prices by nearly 40% for restaurant customers. Beef and chicken prices have also jumped by 12 and 16%. They're planning on raising prices at grocery stores on September the 5th. Appliances, 30%. Appliances, 30%. Labor costs, exponentially higher. Welcome to feudalism. Welcome to Bidenomics. Welcome to the destruction of the American economy. All in the name of morons. But you know who knew it? 
the one admitted communist, the one admitted Marxist, the only one that's honest. Now, I understand that Senator McConnell, the Republican leader and others are really shocked by this bill. They cannot believe it. Imagine, just imagine that the United States Senate is addressing the needs of working families. Oh, there it God. is. Worker Party Unite. Are you, have you had enough? 312-642-5600. I want you to tell me what you think your dollar is going to buy next year when we get back. We have to do more than just build back better. We build back, we have to build back better. You know, he's a... Uh, this dimwit in diapers, it's, it's, it's pathetic to watch. It really is. He couldn't walk to the podium. He stammers. He's got the dead man stare, the shark eyes as he's trying to read the teleprompter and explain consumer price index. This 50-year political whore has never bought anything in his life. He's had a gas card. His cars are paid for. He's been prostituting his position to the tunes of tens of millions. His drunk idiot brother killed the guy in California. His moron crackhead son, all multimillionaires, all liaisons and bag men for this political whore now he's going to come out and tell you about consumer price index you have to be such a twisted covetous low life to support this piece of garbage i don't even want you breathing my air so here's where we stand <clears throat> jobs are up and monthly price increases have come down economic growth Lie. is up the fastest in 40 years and unemployment is coming down so I would argue our, the Biden economic plan is working. And the historic investments are on the way as well. This isn't accidental. It's a result of our strategy to get shots in arms, grow the economy from the bottom up and the middle out. And it's the rest of the, uh, the result of the American Rescue Plan and everything else that we've done. It's funny, on uh, the front page of Drudge, they've got an alarm in red. Pfizer, only 42% effective against infections in July. They don't know what the hell they're doing, but I guess if you vote for Joe Biden, you'll believe virtually anything. Of course, you're not really interested in the economy or getting a job or doing anything. You're interested in going on break. You're interested in being paid more for less, like the teachers. You're interested in your own self just reaping rewards for doing nothing while preaching altruism where everybody else sacrifices for you, like Lori Lightfoot and the rest of them. The whole time society collapses around you, you refuse to acknowledge it, and that's why you could support this obvious fraud, and then you could support the kind of spending that will obviously bankrupt this nation. You know, and that's the other thing about the Republicans that voted for it. 19 Republicans voted for a 2,700-page bill they didn't read. So that's why I'm going to take Frank in Crystal Lake. Frank, how are you? Hey, how are you? Thank you for the T-shirt. Uh, all I want to know is, like I said to the young man, why don't these honest American, hardworking people who pay taxes, property tax, go to work and find a decent leader, a hundred million Americans say we ain't paying taxes, we ain't paying mortgages. Because you'll do nothing. more time, Frank, than the than the fifty perpetrators who'll be arrested in the next month for carjacking somebody. You'll do more time for trying to keep your own money and not have it stolen from you. So the reason you can't do that is because this government operates like a mafia. 
They're not interested in anything but the money and how to extort you the whole time using other people's problems against you. It's just like the old loan sharks. Same thing. Same thing. And what they're really interested in is that money. Now, what you could do, Frank, is simply protest by not producing. Nobody can force you to produce. And then you'll fall back into the category of needing their help. But will that implode the system faster? That's really the only question, Frank. Do you all just jump on and say, okay, we're not going to do anything either. And all the small business people lock their doors. Okay, you go ahead and pay for everything and just implode it faster. It took Russia 72 years to fall on its own sword after pushing millions of people onto it because they don't care about the people that die anymore than Lori Lightfoot cares about the, the officer that died or the 73 people who were shot. So, you know, you're, 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 you're trying to teach people a lesson who refuse to learn it. This is not something new. This is we're, we're implementing policies and philosophies that have destroyed nations everywhere it's been tried. The question is, will they pick up on it? That I don't know. All right, now listen, we got the music. I wasted a lot of time. I didn't go to you. We had board technical issues that we all solved. My guys were on it, like NASCAR pit crew. You had to see them in there. It's fixed. I've got a great guest coming up for you, and we'll be back after this because we can work out of it after all. We're capitalists. We're Americans. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. In an America that is comfortable with censorship, as today a sitting senator, Rand Paul, was kicked off of YouTube for discussing his opinion on masks, and he's representative of many Americans. You've deplatformed and defamed an ex-president. This is accepted by the American people. So outlets, news outlets, that push back against that and still remember the principles of and, and the fundamentals of Americanism are becoming rarer and rarer. Yet, can you imagine what it's like for the reporters like Harris Alec, who's covering Congress and energy issues for the Washington Times? He used to cover for the Free Beacon and Breitbart News, but now he is covering these issues in Washington, D.C. So I have him pictured every night like Meryl Streep in Silkwood in the shower, scrubbing himself frantically. (laughs) How are you, Harris? I'm doing well, Sean. Thank you so much for having me on. And I think you brought up a really good point with the Rand Paul story. You know, big tech is uh, becoming incredibly more um, willing to censor not only both voices on the right and on the left. And it's really problematic because for so long in this country, we've had this understanding the public dis, uh, discourse and the First Amendment matters. And um, there's almost this new willingness to curtail debate, to curtail speech that is really becoming prevalent. And over the weekend, funny enough, we actually saw something very, very similar to this occur in the United States Senate, where uh, and the Democrats were attempting to push through their $1.2 trillion infrastructure package. And there was a senator from um, Tennessee, Bill Haggerty, the freshman, he used to be Trump's ambassador to Japan. And he came out and said, well, 
let's debate the damn thing. You know, it's $1.2 trillion. We've only had the text for about uh, six days. It runs to 2,700 pages. Let's actually try to fix the thing because it's unfunded. It adds $256 billion to the deficit. And uh, both Democrats and Republicans weren't willing to actually have proper amendments to the, uh, to the bill. They weren't willing to actually debate it. They wanted to expedite it and go home. So, you know, I can tell you this, the censorship angle and the unwillingness to debate and the willingness to just kind of go on and, you know, not fight those hard battles and not discuss the important things. I think that goes so much further away than just big tech. I think it goes to kind of a problem that we're seeing all across this country. Well, I, I, I felt this way because the reality, in my opinion, well, it's just the reality. It's not my opinion anymore. See, socialism in America and the principles of Americanism founded on the individual, founded on liberty and his right to his own life and his own property. Socialism is unconstitutional, therefore illegal. So anybody who speaks of these principles must be silenced. And that's why we're living in the reality we are living in, because the, the notion when you think about the concept of what America is supposed to be, that we have political whores passing 2,700-page bills that they didn't read. We now have a group of, of, of representatives, I guess, admitting that they stand against every principle of Americanism by admitting they're socialists, they're collectivists, they're Marxists. They're, they're admitting this. This might be the only benefit in 2021, that they're out of the closet. And... um the problem I have is I've got 19 Republicans. One of them looks like he's got an old lady face, looks like Aunt B from Mayberry, and he's the head of the Senate who represents the minority. He's one of the 19. Well, 30, i.e. the majority, voted against him and it. What do we do now? You're absolutely right. I mean, there was this massive divide that was very, very evident on the infrastructure bill where 19 Republicans opted to pass that they opted to give President Joe Biden a win on it, even though the majority of Republicans were opposed to it, even though the majority of Republicans hadn't really even seen the bill or had a chance to read it. I mean, this thing was uh, written behind closed doors uh, via this group of 10 Republican and 10, and 10 Democratic senators and the White House that was negotiated in the dark for months. And it was only publicly made at the end of um july and about a week and a half later it was put up to the to uh to the senate floor for a vote which is actually insane if you think about it because you can't normally read a 1200 page book in a week you certainly can't read a 2700 page um bill, bill with written all by lawyers text with all the exactly with all the weird little references you have to cross check to understand exactly what they mean but they voted to, to advance this bill anyway because for the most part, so many people have bought into the idea that infrastructure is bipartisan. And this bill perhaps isn't the worst thing in the world, but there are so many extenuating circumstances here that most Republicans would have, you know, easily been applauded for uh, killing this bill. For instance, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has essentially said, we're not going to touch this bill. We're not going to have a vote on it until Democrats pass in the Senate a $3.5 trillion social spending package along party lines, a package that is going to raise taxes, a package that is going to implement uh, rigorous climate change regulations, a package that is going to give uh, job training to felons, a package that's going to give um, Institute Universal Pre-K, it's going to institute free college tuition, a package that is essentially the uh, progressive dream. It's something that Senator Bernie Sanders has been uh, chafing to accomplish for the past 20 years since he's come to Washington, D.C. And they're going to pass this without a single Republican vote. And this is directly linked to that infrastructure package and Republicans still voted for. It. And I think 
as you saw, President Donald Trump came out and he was attempting to whip votes for this. And the one thing that uh, I think people never really gave the president credit for is that he has tremendous political instincts. He always knew what the next issue was going to be. And this is going to be a prime issue in 2022 and it's going to be a prime issue in 2024. And I think the Republicans who voted with Trump are uh, going to be potentially, you know, on the right side of their party, while the ones who didn't are going to, you know, potentially face primary challenges and they're going to face um, strong, question, uh, strong questions from the grassroots over this. And and the, the problem that I have is the reason that those instincts, and I disagreed with some of Trump's nuances and some of his policies, but the reason that those instincts he had is because he earned them in the real world. He was actually in the real world. We are being subverted, and we are now cast into servitude by a bunch of slip-and-fall political whores who've never had a job. And the idea that 19 Republicans can pass it and then hours later, hours later, demonize the reconciliation that everybody knew was going to accompany this instantaneously nauseates me. But the reality is, you know, I hate to cling to this. It's not an absolute that this thing will pass. It still has to go back to Congress. They don't have that big of a lead, but can they, in fact, jam it down the Americans' people to, down our throats? Well, I think for the most part right now, the the infrastructure bill is probably going to pass. And, you know, uh, I think even though there's going to be kind of a fight over this massive $3.5 trillion, you know, Democratic-only package, I think it's going to pass, too, because uh, a lot of Democrats are staring into the wilderness in 2022 and they see an election cycle that just going off national trends alone is going to be very, very difficult. Whenever we have a new president, his party essentially gets uh, slaughtered at the next election cycle. It happened in 94. It happened in, uh, in 2010. You know, it happened in 2018 as well. So I think Democrats understand that this is really their last big push to do something huge before they lose power and they're potentially out of power. And some of them are probably thinking that given just how close the 2020 presidential election was, there's a decent chance that uh, Joe Biden might not be reelected in 2024. So I think they understand that this is our uh, elected. This, elected. This, our, this guy can stay on his feet till 2024. He looks <laughs> he looks like he barely made it to the podium this afternoon. And I'm, I'm, I'm not just saying it because he's old. I'm saying that because there's clearly something wrong. This man is unfit. Do we have to really get dragged along for, for three and a half more years? Will we pretend this guy is capable of putting on his pants? <laughs> well, I think, you know, um, I, I, I certainly can't answer that. Uh, but I do think, you know, there is a lot of consideration here for Democrats because they understand that. You know, next year is going to be tougher than they're probably going to lose Congress. 2024 is going to be tougher than no matter who they nominate and no matter who runs on the Republican side. And I think you have someone like House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who has already intimated this is going to be her last term. Uh, you have Schumer with a 50-50 Senate majority who, you know, may or may not be majority leader in January of 2023. And I think they're pushing to get something done just so they can say, hey, we got it done. Because uh, Democrats have always been kind of good at understanding that, you only have a limited timeline to accomplish something in government, so it's best to uh, push everything to the wall and do as much as you can. And, and that's exactly what they're doing here. Um, and I think, you know, this is going to pass. Um, I do think this is going to be a really big campaign issue in 2022. I think President Donald Trump is going to be out there on the campaign trail. He's going to be hammering at both Democrats and Republicans for supporting the reconciliation package and for supporting the infrastructure deal because it essentially gives Biden a win. You know, Biden can go out there now and he can say, well, I'm bipartisan, but I also got everything in my party ever wanted. And I think that's really problematic. Um, and I think it's going to add kind of a interesting 
bipartisan dichotomy. And I think there's some cognitive dissonance here in which, you know, 19 Republicans voted for this plan, knowing fully well that it was linked to the reconciliation bill in the House. And many of them say, well, it's two separate packages, it's two different versions. One might not pass, the other might pass. But in reality, not going to be the case. Yeah, um, and then, you know, as, as, as somebody... As somebody who's been in the finance world, listen, the dollar is a joke right now as far as I'm concerned. 20% of all dollars were printed up during during the one year of 2020. You've now got this idiot in for seven months. He's, he's on his, what, $9 trillion when you really factor in the lie math that they tell us versus the reality. Yet the taxes are going are gonna to be through the roof for everybody. Build back better, my derriere. Reality is he's hiring 85,000 IRS agents to come for every Tom, Dick, and Harry who's stupid enough to work during this. And in the meantime, they create an entire industry that... That cannot exist riddled with failure they've been making predictions for 70 years i call them eco nazis you could call them what you want they've been dead wrong every business they have is a scam co2 accounts for 0.038 percent of all greenhouse gases the human contribution to that is 0.3 percent of that if you go back 150 million years you're ta- or 340 million years you're talking about the CO2 being 12 times higher. Why did we lose the argument in the first place that what I exhale is somehow a pollutant that I'm going to get taxed for everything? How do we even lose that argument? And can we at least regain the ground on the actual facts and the not paid for science where I can get a science to eat a banana and, and deposit a fruit salad upon the right check amount? Well, Sean, I think that's going to be very, very difficult. I, I think, un, unfortunately, both uh, Democrats and Republicans, you know, have kind of come to the understanding that uh, they have to do something about climate change, even if necessarily they don't trust the science of it. They just have to do something about it because it, it, it's oh, good boy. for uh, winning over the types of voters they that they believe they need to win. You know, problematically, though, again, this this uh, the Biden administration is pushing kind of a massive radical change to the U.S. economy, to the energy sector, to essentially everything. And it is really going to hammer up right up against inflation. As you said, inflation grew um, about 5% between July of 2021 and July of 2020. That's an insane amount, especially when wages have been down, especially when the economy is still uh, recovering from the coronavirus, especially when now they're going to pass a massive tax cut, uh, a massive tax increase, I should say, massive tax increase within this reconciliation bill. And guess what? They're also going to try to remove fossil fuels from the electrical grid while also pushing electric cars. I don't know how that's going to work because for everyone to transition to electric cars, you're going to have to have electricity consumption doubled, but yet you're going to be destabilizing the electrical grid by taking out coal and natural gas. So many of these policies are diametrically opposed to each other, but they're pretty radical policies. I mean, you know, I think, I think most Americans, when you tell them, Hey, we should do something about climate change. They say, yeah, you know, they're 100% in favor. But then when you tell them, hey, we're going to ban gas-powered cars, they look at you like you're crazy. And that's essentially what the administration is trying to do. They just won't say it, but that's essentially what they're trying to do. And I think it's going to be very, very problematic. And I think, you know, most people right now can't afford a new car. I can't imagine they're going to be able to afford an electric vehicle in a, a year and a half or two years. Harris, I grew up in Chicago, Illinois. You know this. So I have contempt for anybody willing to admit they're a Democrat because I know what they are. The reality is they're on the scam. They're either in on the scam or they're too stupid to see it, right? So when you talk about inflation, that only affects me and you. When you've got your money for nothing, when your rent is free, when your kids 
go to school for free. And now we were adding daycare. We're adding health care. The very health care that their moron broke in Obamacare as the premiums are parabolic. They're 400 percent increase in premiums. You lost 42 percent of doctors. The hospitals have closed. It's chaos and mayhem. Yet they're willing to double down on stupid. You're a young man, kid. I'm old. I'll be checked out of this. I'll be like Biden. I want to get about 10 more years. I'll be meandering around Naples, Florida, not knowing what house I live in. The point is, what's the future look like, kid? You know, honestly, I think that's really going to depend on whether or not this reconciliation bill passes and whether or not it's going to be uh, just as ambitious and just as radical as uh, Democrats and President Biden are really eager to make it. I mean, there's some really radical stuff in here, essentially a remake of the electrical grid, a phase out of gas powered vehicles. Uh, you know, it all goes to their cousin, free college tuition. It's all it's all stuff that uh, fundamentally I don't think most Americans actually want. Um, but it's all things that, you know, potentially may become law and, you know, we'll have to see what ends up happening. But um, as of right now, you know, I always like to think that, the, that our best days are ahead of us. And maybe that's just me being optimistic. But I do believe that our best days are ahead of us. But right now, I, I do think that there is a segment of the country that is, you know, pushing policies that uh, will radically change what those days look like. And, you know, I think we'll have to question sooner rather than later what exactly is best. Well, you are in the belly of the beast, kid. So I want to thank you very much, Harris Alec. He's covering Congress. John, it's always issues. a pleasure to have you. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be on with you. And uh, to all your uh, uh, listeners out in uh, Illinois and the Chicagoland area, uh, thank you so much for listening to me. I always enjoy uh, being on. And if I can uh, shed any more light or any more. Uh, well, you'll be back on. We're having you on next month. Talk, I'd love to have you on yeah. again. Yeah, I want to have you on. I want to talk about all the scams that are coming and all the cousins that are going to make money and all the Congress people that are front running the stock by buying options like Nancy Pelosi. We're, getting, we're going to get into all of that because here's what I want you to tell these people. You're surrounded by them. You tell them that some very handsome devil who has an afternoon radio show sees what they're doing. I got my eye on them and I'm going to be kicking the scams. I'm going to be telling people about it. So thank you very much, Harris. I'll tell everyone. They've got to be afraid of Sean Thompson. That's exactly right, buddy. That word used to be big in the 80s. Thank you very much. I appreciate you coming out. See you in Ukraine soon. Thank you so much, Sean. All right, we'll be back after this. Imagine if you could tax people on their very existence and use their very life against them as a weapon of taxation and limitation. See, that's what the eco-Nazis are doing. You live, therefore you are bad. That's why in this bill, of which 19 Republicans voted for, now they're going to try to distance themselves from the sidecar of tyranny that they hide behind a word of reconciliation. Aren't they so sophisticated in their parliamentary tricks and procedures? It is all meant to be a weapon against you. Every single aspect of both the phony infrastructure, phony payoffs to special interests, that have been paying Joe Biden for 50 years. Rail. Rail is, is a joke. It's down ridiculousness before COVID. Now you've got COVID. Nobody's on it. And nobody wants to be on it. It is a scam of all scams. As is all of the infrastructure built. By the way, you have been paying for infrastructure, both maintenance 
and new infrastructure in various taxes forever, every single day, every time you pay gas, every time you pay a toll. That money was put in the general fund, and your local municipality gangsters stole it. It's that simple. This notion that somehow the nation has to rebuild the interstate system again, it's a fraud. It's a lie. They were paid to maintain it the entire time. They are stealing the money. That's why this clip that I played yesterday of a moron, low-life senator. Now, some people get mad because I call them scumbags, and I say scum. You'll have to forgive me. I had, I don't know how many relatives. I'm very familiar with how many wars you sent American soldiers, the cowards called politicians, sent the brave warriors to go fight socialists, to go fight communists, to go fight Marxists. So to me, they're scum, as they were when you ripped husbands away from wives and sent them to go kill the scum. Now that they're here in America, I'm supposed to respect them? I don't. And when they reveal themselves, I love it. Like this Senator Markey. Scum. And what you're describing there, some of the measures in that budget reconciliation, they sound like measures that were in the Green New Deal that you were one of the architects of. Is that something you're allowed to say? Or are you worried that if you say that, Republicans lose their mind because they've so successfully demonized a Green New Deal as somehow bad on the right? No, without question, the Green New Deal is in the DNA uh, of uh, this uh, Green Budget Resolution. Uh, All of the things that are in, we talked about in the Green New Deal. Now, we have to go even further in the years ahead. Uh, We we can't stop here, and it includes increasing the fuel economy standards for the vehicles, uh, which we drive. This is about politicians using fake, fake science. What I said to Harris Alec is exactly true. CO2 accounts for 0.038 of all percent of all greenhouse gases. The human contribution to that 0.038 is 3% of the 0.038. It's a lie. We didn't have anything to do with the so-called global warming climate change. We are hanging on to the planet. We're not destroying it. We're making it better. But think about if you could cook science and make it fake and somehow make people feel like they're wrong for living, then you could cast them all into slavery and servitude. I'll be taking your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. So I was uh, listening to the news. I was listening to the commercials. And I have a hard time, maybe it is, articulating that the reason that I'm fighting these policies is because I know, and it's not just me, history has proven, politicians destroy nations. Philosophies that are steeped in this collectivist vision where we are all supposed to subjugate ourselves to others ends in a calamity, even for those who think they're winning from it even for those oligarchs that managed to survive for it. So when I hear commercials about home prices are skyrocketing, they're not skyrocketing. Your dollar is shrinking. The value, the, the, the buying power is shrinking. There's, inflation is a fancy word for a, for a currency that is getting crushed by political decisions. 
Every decision in this infrastructure bill, every decision in this reconciliation bill destroys our dollar. Now, maybe it's I take it personally because I'll never go on welfare. I don't care what they take from me. Take it all. I'll never go on welfare. I'll never subjugate myself, ever. Because what being a capitalist, what being an American, what it does to you is it gives you a wealth that is not currency-related. It gives you a wealth because it guarantees you are free. You're not part of a society where political whores can destroy your individuality, in theory. But the reality is, through all of these viruses, through all of these issues of vaccines and masks and spending bill and Obamacare and Social Security and Medicare and taxation and foreign war and all of it, you're now tethered with decisions you didn't make that will be used against you in perpetuity and your children. That's the despicable, disgusting part. And on each and every one of those topics, on each and every one, we win the primary argument. Am I a free man or am I part of some collective where a bunch of sexually frustrated, ugly human beings are making decisions to destroy my future? Is that constitutional? Is it allowed in a country in which millions of men fought so that I would not be in this position and you would not be in this position? And no matter how they woo me, with sympathy and fear and destruction that they predict that is always wrong? Am I just a subject in the American empire? And the reality is it kind of looks like we are. It looks like we are. And in the face of their failures, we call them Democrat cities, Democrat states. In the face of their very failures, they refuse to admit they're wrong. Listen, They're wrong about climate change. They're wrong. Everything I pointed to, it can be cross-referenced. I happen to have read many books on it. My favorite book is Climate Gate by Brian Sussman. I'm giving you this information of which hundreds, if not thousands of scientists verify. There's a period, and I'm going to butcher the name, but come on, I'm from Melrose Park. It's called the Carboniferous period in world history it's 340 million years ago now i know that makes my mother-in-law very upset but the carboniferous period we have done the research we have the science has proven 340 million years ago the co2 levels were 12 times higher than today how many how many billions of people less were there on the earth was anybody driving around in a buick with a sawed off catalytic converter no We don't understand the atmosphere itself. Somehow it has managed to be here for billions of years. Somehow it did. All of the predictions that these alarmists who, by the way, profit from their cure. They all profit from their cure. They're all wrong. Now that's controversial. In fact, I can be censored for saying that. I can lose a job for saying it. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not going to give up the premise. See, because in all of these other arguments, we've given up the premise of these arguments. We all knew what Obamacare would do. Do you remember what the predictions were? How it was going to be great? Here are the details that every American needs to know about this plan. First, 
If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. Are you kidding me? That's the first thing, you moron, you good-for-nothing, do-nothing, lipstick-on-a-pig salesman. First thing that happened. What's the next thing that happened? Let's see. Let's see, dummy. Under this plan, it will be against the law for insurance companies to deny you coverage because of a pre-existing condition. No, but what happened was all of our premiums went up 400%. People who never went to doctors, such as myself, never been to a doctor, 400% increase. Thank God, uh, luckily, my wife, the kids, everybody's healthy, 400%. We don't even go to the damn doctor. My wife does occasionally. And that's everybody. Your company has had to pay an increase on average of 300%. Your opportunity to work and be a decent person and get significant health care from your choices, gone. Now you're paying for everything you disagree with. See, but you had that salesman, right? It was going to be utopia. You were going to love it. It was going to be better for everybody. Let me be clear. It would only be an option for those who don't have insurance. Really? What happened to those who always had insurance and always did the right thing? What happened to us? I get to pick the bronze, the silver, the gold. What the hell is that? It sucks, but you're going to pay three times for it from the one you liked. And by the way, your doctor you liked, yeah. He had to pay $40,000 to put everybody in some system. He didn't want to do it, so he's out of business. Oh, okay. Lost 42% of doctors. 42%. Now you've got moron kids that should be postmen. They're doctors now. And it does explain why they're selling this nonsense that they didn't test, though. really does. See, and your expectations have been lowered to where you forgot what it was like before they passed this boondoggle. And that's just what they said would work, just like they said it all would work. How much of this lying are you going to take? How much of this backstabbing are you going to take? Every 19... See, the Democrats, they're like Chicago Democrats. They admit what they are. They just hope they don't get caught. And why would they get caught? The people who are supposed to catch them, they're all Democrats, too. We call it the FBI. Otherwise, they'd be investigating every one of them. We wouldn't have to hear a word of them. They'd all be in jail. It's just disgusting. Every Republican that voted for this, everyone, you should fund whoever runs next, runs against them. Primary every one of them. Throw every scumbag out. Everyone. Starting with old lady face Mitch McConnell. All right, I'll keep you on hold. I promise I'll get to you. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. McBeth is uh, truly the best with the sound clips. There's, There's no question about it. But do you remember that before Barack Obama bought his... $12 $12 million estate on Martha's Vineyard, which, by the way, really, I don't know why he didn't have his birthday party uh, on the south side. You know, uh, where was that area of McBot that he lived where Resco had to buy the lot next to him because he couldn't get the mortgage? Hyde Park. Yeah, there is. Before he, when he moved out of Hyde Park and he moved to Martha's Vineyard, which, by the way, has more white people than the library at Northwestern, he's seaside. Seas are rising. Climate change. If you like your doctor, you will be able to keep your doctor, period. If you like your health care plan, You'll be able to keep your health care plan, period. Almost a dozen years we've been living with that failure. Now we're on to the other BS. They're going to tax you for breathing. Believe me, it's around the corner. Susan, Hyde Park, or Highland Park, hey, excuse John. me. How hey, are you? Thanks. 
good. A couple things. First of all, the standards bit that you were talking about. I think America is at a race to the bottom in terms of our own personal standards, just observing people in action every day. My goodness, get dressed up when you go out to the store, you know, brush your hair. It's, it's oh, like it's you're, That's the one thing about people on welfare. They lose all dignity. It's just a fact. And why wouldn't they? What's their self-worth if you have none? People who are middle class and upper, they're running around like slobs. But that's a separate I line on for a different discussion for a different day. Um, question on the infrastructure bill. So when we look at infrastructure like the roadways, um, if we look at the cost causers, i.e., for example, at Jeff Bezos at Amazon, what unfair share of the tariff of the roads is he contributing and well, he's paying for all the taxes. Here, here, he is paying, Susan. He's one of the. Okay. You got to remember, he's paying. He's paying all the taxes that he should pay on just the vehicle, on the usage, on the fuel, on the energy, whatever the case is. He's paying for all of it. So the people who are who are capitalists, you don't have to like Bezos. I don't like him. I think he's he's uh, to a certain extent a very big corporatist. However, look at what he's done, and look at what he does build. Now, now you can argue, is he entitled to those sweetheart deals? Well, where does he get those deals? You know, he's building a, a, uh, a place down in Florida. He didn't get any of those deals. Not the ones that he got in Melrose Park, not the ones that he gets in Chicago, not the ones that he gets in New York or New Jersey. They have to give him those tax abatement deals because right. they've he's created the a court. climate where he wouldn't go. So he, I don't blame him. I blame the politician. Well, but yes, he's paying. Yes. And, and being in the club... You know, not everyone can get into that club. That's that's where we're picking winners and losers, though. Oh, especially now, because he's used his success. He's used his political influence to make sure there can never be competition. See, that's a corporatist. But that's, you know, he used the idea of capitalism under the guise of corporatism. And the other thing that's even a better point is for 20 years, he didn't make a dollar. For 20 years, Jeff Bezos didn't make a dollar. So he was, was he given political influence on the future of what his company would be well i'd have to check nancy pelosi's portfolio and if her and her husband bought options then i'd say yes there's another scam that should be investigated i wonder in this 2700 page bill and the the god knows how big the the reconciliation bill is there a bureau that's going to be created to watch the political stock trades of politicians who voted to create entire new industries like the eco nazis oh i don't have time for dave dave real quick got 30 seconds dave Hey, David. I'm sorry, David. Hey, Sean, I want to put down $10 to your 100 that Bernie Sanders actually did the voice for the aardvark on the Pink Panther show. I do like that you gave yourself your own odds. I would have probably been more generous. But the good news is it's fastest two hours. I can't believe how fast this is. I'll be back in 22 hours. I had a great time. I hope you did. We fought through it. McBath was solid today. Solid. money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer.